Having gone to the pleasure ground, what shall I do? What now if I should pay homage to the Lord? What else do you do in a pleasure ground? This is Edward Reed's Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 141, Tipitaka, part 76, in which I will recite Pakitya, part 84, probably 85, and as always, we'll see where it goes from there. If this is your first time seeing me, do go ahead and click right there. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. Talking, of course, to the people on YouTube. If you're listening to the Tipitaka podcast, Tipitaka, right, then uh, you're already you're already on track. Uh, it's just a good idea to start with episode one. If you're on the Edward Reeves Buddhist Books podcast, and this is the first time you're hearing my voice, just so you know, uh, there's a podcast called Tipitaka, which includes the 76 now, this being the 76th um, episodes of the Tipitaka, which is the three baskets of OG, uh, original pre-sectarian early Buddhism. Our special guest today is Mahabodhi Temple. This is a life-size, no not actually life-size, it's a small-scale uh, replica of the temple in Bodh Gaya, Bihar, India, which they say marks the spot where Lord Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree. Speaking of which, uh, yesterday I was going through some drawers I hadn't opened in a little while, and... Basically, first I'll uh, set this up by saying that um, if you visit Mahabodhi Temple, you go through this front door and then inside toward the back of the temple, there's a big statue of Lord Buddha. And behind the temple, there's a big Bodhi tree. And of course, anyone who is relatively familiar with uh, history and um, the average age of plants will uh, think now that couldn't possibly be the same Bodhi tree that he sat under. Could it? How old do Bodhi trees get? No, it's not. Um, but according to tradition, the disciples took seeds from the original Bodhi tree that he sat under and planted them in the same spot and then another Bodhi tree grew there. And then the disciples took seeds from that tree and then planted them there and so on and so forth. Um, 
I think there was a point where the location was lost and then rediscovered, though. So I don't know how reliable that story is. But nonetheless, the Bodhi tree that in present day is behind this temple that is honored and has all kinds of orange ribbons and things and people praying, you know, to and at and near the Bodhi tree. Um, occasionally drops leaves on the ground and probably know where this is going. Here are some of those leaves. They were green when I gathered them. You know how it goes with leaves. They turn brown. There's another one. Um, we were there this year I think in, was it March, April, something like that. If you would like, I, I probably, I would almost recommend this video that I'm pointing to, um, which if I recall correctly, the title of it is something like, oh, I don't know, Kasoli uh, Andaman Bihar Darjeeling, but it also includes um, Bodh Gaya and Rajgir, which are in Bihar, and, uh, and Gang Talk. So that is about 40 minutes. It's like a 40-minute long musical journey. You get to join my wife Priyal and I on our, um, on our trip to those places. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's probably more fun than this, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, after COVID, see, during COVID, I mean, I guess it's still going on, isn't it? See, there's one that was hiding in there. But during, you know, when it started, we were, we were actually down in Mysore doing yoga training. And uh, we heard that everything in the world was about to shut down. And the yoga instructor was like, eh, nah, nah. It's fine, you know. And the government was like, you know, contacting people and saying, you need to leave and all this. And I'm like, I'm married. I live here. And, you know, uh, so we immediately got on a plane and came to Delhi the day before they stopped allowing people to fly around domestically. So we got, we got back home to Delhi in the nick of time. And uh, then we stayed in our flat, basically. I mean, I went outside to the drugstore and the local shop with the mask on and all that. And uh, at that time, you know, people were thinking that COVID was something that foreigners were bringing into India. So people were crossing the street to avoid me and it was a lot of fun. But anyway, facetiously speaking. Um, so yeah, we were, we were indoors for what seemed like forever at the time, but we didn't know what forever was yet. Um, I think after about seven months, no, it was only like five months, which at, in 2020, five months seemed like forever. You know, isn't that interesting to think about? Now it's like, oh, a year and a half? Yeah, that feels like forever. Five months is not forever, but it felt like forever at the time. Anyway, um, after five months, we, as soon as the states opened, and domestic flights were allowed, we shifted down to Goa. Um, and we lived there for 15 months. 
And then, you know, basically kind of the same situation where, you know, we went outside and stuff that we went to the beach and, but not a whole lot of human interaction and we didn't really leave Goa. And then after 15 months, we shifted back to Delhi and then, you know, things were starting to really loosen up and people were able to travel again, you know, early 2022. So... Yeah, that's hence that video I just pointed to, and hence the multiple, multiple. We we basically did like two and a half years of traveling, in uh, in a few months, and that was that was kind of a blast. But then after that was over, we were ready to settle down for a little while. Anyway, that's what's going on with that video. Shall I get to the reading? How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. Let us begin. Returning now to 6th century before, I, I like to call the, uh, the common calendar Greg, because it's the Gregorian calendar. So in Greg's uh, negative 6th century, never mind. Okay. Expiation. Pakitia. 84. At one time, the enlightened one the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery, their usual spot. Now at that time, a certain monk was bathing in the river Akiravati. Then a certain Brahmin, having put down a purse of 500, parentheses, pieces, close parentheses, on the dry ground, having forgotten it while bathing in the river Akiravati, went away. Then that monk, thinking, quote, do not let this purse of that Brahmin be lost, end quote, took hold of it. Then that Brahmin, having remembered, having run back quickly, spoke thus to that monk, quote, good sir, did you not see my purse? End quote. Saying, quote, Here, parentheses, it is, close parentheses, Brahman. End quote. He gave it back, parentheses, to him. End parentheses. Then it occurred to that Brahman, quote, Now by what device can I not give an ample reward to this monk? End quote, saying, quote, Good sir, I did not have 500 parentheses pieces, close parentheses, I had a thousand parentheses pieces, end parentheses, end quote. Having obstructed him, he set him free. Then that monk, having gone to the monastery, told this matter to the monks. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, Okay, who did something wrong here? I mean, we could ask the children in that scene and Jesus of Nazareth, you know the one? Um, and they would probably say the obvious. The Brahmin. Are the monks going to punish the Brahmin? No, he's outside of their jurisdiction. They're going to do something silly, I'll say, like tell the monks that they shouldn't touch bags of money, even if their intentions are good and they're trying to uh, rescue it from being stolen. That's my guess. Let's see if I'm wrong. 
Quote, how can this monk pick up treasure? Yeah, there we are. And quote, three dots. Quote, is it true, as is said, that you, monk, picked up treasure? End quote. Right, they're not supposed to touch money, technically. But anyway. Quote, I mean, unless they're saving it from being stolen, right? Wasn't that? It's been a while. All right. Quote, it is true, Lord. End quote, he said. The enlightened one. The Lord rebuked him, saying, quote, How can you, foolish man, pick up treasure? He was trying to keep it from getting stolen. The Brahmin was lying and cheating. And go talk to the Brahmin about morality. Not Brahmins in general. Just this particular Brahmin was being dishonest. I don't think the monk did anything wrong. I don't think we need to make a new rule. Sorry, I'm just interjecting my opinion. I don't mean to contradict the wisdom of pre-sectarian rules of expiation. Anyway, uh, foolish man, it is not for foolish man for pleasing those who are not parentheses yet, close parentheses, pleased, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should pick up or should cause, parentheses, another, close parentheses, to pick up treasure, or what is considered as treasure, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. In order to avoid being vulnerable to a situation where someone can falsely accuse you and thus diminish the reputation of the order. Right? I mean, that's the only logical reason for such a rule. And thus, this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. What do you think about that rule? Now, at that time, there came to be a festival in Sabati. People, having adorned themselves with ornaments, went to the pleasure ground. Vishaka, Migara's mother, thinking, quote, having adorned myself with ornaments, I will go to the pleasure ground, end quote. Having departed from the village, thinking, quote, having gone to the pleasure ground, what shall I do? What now if I should pay homage to the Lord? What else do you do in a pleasure ground? End quote. Having taken off the jewelry, having tied it up into a bundle with an upper robe, she gave it to a slave woman, saying, quote, Come along, take this bundle. End quote. Bring your slave along to pay homage to the Buddha. Different time. It was a different time. Okay, then Visaka, Migara's mother, approached the Lord. Having approached, having greeted the Lord, she sat down at a respectful distance. As she was sitting down at a respectful distance, the Lord gladdened three dots, delighted Visaka's, Visaka, Miraga's mother, with talk on Dhamma, which did not include forbidding of slavery. Anyway, then Visaka, Migara's mother, gladdened, three dots, delighted by the Lord with talk on Dhamma, rising from her seat, having greeted the Lord, departed, keeping her right side towards him. 
Then the slave woman, having forgotten that bundle, went away. A monk, having seen it, told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Well then, monk, having picked it up, lay it aside. End quote. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reasons, talk addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, having picked up or having caused, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to pick up treasure, or what is considered as treasure that is within a monastery, to lay it aside, thinking, quote within quotes, it will be for him who will take it, end quote within quotes. Presumably the person who left it, or just anybody. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should pick up or should cause, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to pick up treasure, or what is considered as treasure, except within a monastery, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. And thus, this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. I seem to recall earlier, was it the uh, formal meetings? I think it was the formal meeting rules, those 13. Uh, a monk is not allowed to touch money unless he's going to uh, take it back to, you know, where they're staying and then set it aside saying it will be for him who takes it. Now at that time in the Kasi country, there came to be a village in which there was business for the householder. Anata Pindika, so that, oh, the business holder Anata Pindika, so that an in, inmate came to be enjoined to, enjoined by the householder saying, quote, if the reverend sirs come, you should make a meal, parentheses, for them, end parentheses, end quote. Now, at that time, several monks walking on alms tour in the Kasi country came up to the village in which there was business for the householder Anata Pindika. That man saw these monks coming from afar, and seeing them, he approached these monks. Having approached, having greeted these monks, he spoke thus. Quote, Honored sirs, let the masters consent to the householder's meal for tomorrow. End quote. The monks consented by becoming silent. Then that man at the end of that night, having had sumptuous solid foods and soft foods prepared, having had the time announced, having taken off a finger ring, Having served these monks with the meal, said, quote, Having eaten, let the masters go away, and I will go back to business. End quote. And having forgotten the finger ring, he went away. The monks, having seen it, saying, quote, If we go away, this finger ring will be lost. End quote. Sat still just there. Then that man, returning from business, having seen these monks, spoke thus, quote, Honored sirs, why are the masters still sitting still just there? End quote. Then these monks, having told this matter to that man, having arrived at Savati, told this matter to the monks, 
The monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason to talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, having picked up or having caused, parentheses, someone to pick up treasure, or what is considered as treasure, that is, within a monastery or within a house, to lay it aside, thinking, quote within quotes, it will be for whom, for him who will take it, end quote within quotes. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should pick up or should cause, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to pick up treasure, or what is considered as treasure, except within a monastery or within a house, there is an offense of expiation. But if a monk having picked up or caused, parentheses, someone, close parentheses, to pick up treasure or what is considered as treasure that is within a monastery or within a house, it should be laid aside thinking, quote, within quotes, or like thought quotes or whatever. It will be for him who will take it and apostrophe. This is the proper course here. End quote. Cool. All right. Whatever means, three dots. Next time, we'll do the flashback. We do it every so often. Monk means, three dots. We all kind of know what whatever means and what monk means, but... Treasure means pearl, crystal, lapis lazuli, mother of pearl. What's the difference between pearl and mother of pearl? Comment below. Inquiring minds want to know. Quartz? Quartz? Uh, coral, I guess back then quartz is like, ooh, that's quartz. Uh, coral, gold, yeah. Silver, ish. Ruby, yeah. Cat's eye, cat's eye, well, you know, different time. What is considered as treasure means that which is of profit, of use to people. That this is called what is considered as treasure. You know, little pieces of paper with like dead presidents drawn on them. Right. <clears throat> Except within a monastery or within a house means setting aside within a monastery, within a house. Within a monastery means inside a monastery. When the monastery is fenced in, the precincts when it is not fenced in. All right, okay. Within a house means inside the house when a house is fenced in, the precincts when it is not fenced in. Should pick up means if he himself picks it up, there is an offense of expiation. Should cause parentheses, someone close parentheses to pick up means if he makes another pick it up, there is an offense of expiation. But if a monk having picked up or having caused parentheses, someone close parentheses, to pick up treasure, three dots, it should be laid aside, means having made a mark by a form or by a sign, having laid it aside, it should be pointed out saying, quote within quotes, let him come whose goods are lost. And quote within quotes, see that makes sense. That makes more sense than for him who should take it. Like, oh, Larry left his gold watch. I'm going to put it here. 
and Bob can take the watch. You know, this is this is more clear here. The person who lost it should take it. Anyway, if he comes there, it should be said to him, quote the quotes, Sir, what are your goods like? And quote within quotes, see they still do this today. Describe it. What is what does it look like? So you can't just go to every lost and found in town saying, Did you find a gold ring? Did you find a gold shoe? Um if he succeeds in obtaining them by the form or by the sign, they should be given parentheses to him. Close parentheses or end parentheses or something. If he does not succeed in obtaining them, it should be said parentheses to him. Close parentheses. It must be unobtainium. No, no, I, I added that. Just being silly. Quote within quotes, examine them, sir, and quote within quotes, in setting out from that residence, he may set out, having deposited them in the hand, parentheses, close parentheses, of those who there are suitable monks. What? But if the monks are not suitable, he may set out, having deposited them in the hands of those there are suitable householders. Those are the words that are written on the page. This is the proper course here means, this is the appropriate course here. Proper means appropriate. They're synonyms. There is no offense if, having picked up or having caused, parentheses, someone closed, parentheses, to pick up treasure or what is considered as treasure that is within a monastery or within a house. He lays it aside thinking, colon, Quote within quotes, it will be for him who will take it, and quote within quotes are thought quotes, apostrophes, really. If he takes on trust what is considered as a jewel, if he takes it for the time being, ah, loophole, always a loophole. If he thinks it is rag robes, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. I'll take, I thought it was rag robes for 200, Alex. And uh, also, I was just taking it for the time being. All right. The second, meaning, of course, the 84th. This is going to be a little confusing, isn't it? All right. Let's read one more, shall we? What are we getting ourselves into? No, that's not too bad. Expiation. Pakitia. 85, Marty, fans of Back to the Future. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. That's why Anatta Pindika sounded familiar. He was doing some business, remember? It's business, it's business time. Anyway, and now at that time, the group of six monks. Well, I guess since the Enlightened One, the Lord, has not expelled the six monks, they are technically monks. So it would be incorrect for me to say that they profane this holy temple with their presence. But I am tempted to say 
that very thing. At that time, the group of six monks, having entered a village at the wrong time, having sat down in a hall, talked a variety of worldly talk. That is to say, talk of kings, talk of thieves, talk of great ministers, talk of armies, talk of fears, talk of battles, talk of food, talk of drink, talk of clothes, talk of beds, talk of garlands, talk of scents, talk of relations, talk of vehicles, talk of villages, talk of little towns, talk of towns, talk of the country, talk of women, talk of strong drinks, talk of streets, talk of wells, talk of those departed before, talk of diversity. <gasps> those woke monks. Just kidding. Speculation about the world, speculation about the sea, talk on becoming and not becoming thus or thus. It's just the sort of thing that Dogen encourages his monks to talk about. Anyway, people looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, having entered a village at the wrong time, having sat down in a hall, talk a variety of worldly talk, that is to say, talk of kings, three dots, oh, we don't get to do it again. All right. Well, we know what goes in the three dots. Talk on becoming and not becoming thus or thus. That's, that's at the end of it. Thank you. It is like householders who enjoy pleasures of the senses. End quote. Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks having entered a village at the wrong time, three dots, talk a variety of worldly talk, that is to say, three dots, talk of becoming and not becoming thus or thus, end quote, three dots. Is it true, as is said, that you monks, having entered a village at the wrong time, three dots, talked a variety of worldly talk, that is to say, three dots, talk of becoming and not becoming thus or thus, end quote. Quote, it is true, Lord, end quote. So is this going to be like a very specific rule that don't go into the village at the wrong time and have worldly talk about diversity, but you're allowed to go in at the right time and have worldly talk about diversity? We shall see. The Enlightened One, the Lord rebuked them, saying, quote, How can you, foolish men, having entered a village at the wrong time, three dots, talk a variety of worldly talk, that is to say, three dots, talk of becoming and not becoming thus or thus. It is not, foolish men, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should enter a village at the wrong time, there is an offensive expiation. Nothing about what they were talking about. That's just part of the story. All right. Fair enough. I mean, wasn't that already a rule? When they established 
what the right time and the wrong time to enter a village was? Maybe I'm confused. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Now, at that time, several monks going to Savati through the Kosalan country arrived at a certain village in the evening. People, having seen these monks, spoke thus, quote, Enter, honored sirs, end quote. Then these monks, thinking, quote, it is forbidden by the Lord to enter a village at the wrong time, end quote. Being scrupulous, did not enter. Thieves robbed these monks. Then these monks, having arrived in Savati, told this matter to the monks. The monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason to talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you monks having asked parentheses for permission and parentheses to enter a village at the wrong time. <clears throat> and thus monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk not having asked parentheses for permission and parentheses should enter a village at the wrong time. There is an offense of expiation end quote. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. I have a question. Ask permission from who? Is it from whom? Oh, anyway. Now at that time, a certain monk going to Savati through the Kosalan country arrived at a certain village in the evening. People having seen that monk spoke thus, quote, enter, sir, end quote. Oh, enter, honored, sir. End quote. Then that monk, thinking, quote, it is forbidden by the Lord to enter a village at the wrong time, not having asked, parentheses, for permission, and parentheses, end quote, being scrupulous, did not enter. Thieves robbed that monk. Apparently the person from whom he needed to ask permission was not around, whoever that may be. Then that monk, having arrived at Savati, told this matter to the monks. The monks told this matter to the Lord. Then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason to talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you monks, having asked parentheses for permission and parentheses, if a monk be there. So a monk has to ask another monk for permission. If he's alone, what do you do? Um... If a monk be there to enter a village at the wrong time, what if the six monks ask each other for permission and give it? I'm sorry. Maybe it's like a senior monk or something. Um, yes. To enter at the wrong time and thus monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk not having asked parentheses for permission and parentheses, if a monk be there should enter a village at the wrong time, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. And thus this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Now at that time, a certain monk came to be bitten by a snake. A certain monk thinking, quote, I will bring fire, end quote, went to a village, different time, 
Then that monk thinking, quote, it is forbidden by the Lord, not having asked, parentheses, for permission, close parentheses, if a monk be there to enter a village at the wrong time, and quote, being scrupulous, did not enter. They told this matter to the Lord. What happened to the monk that got bit by the snake? Did he die? Um, then the Lord, on this occasion, in this connection, having given reason talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, I allow you, monks, if there is some kind of urgent thing to be done, not having asked, parentheses, for permission, close parentheses, if a monk be there to enter a village at the wrong time, and thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk having asked, parentheses, for permission, close parentheses, if a monk be there, should enter a village at the wrong time, unless there is some kind of urgent thing to be done, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. There wasn't anybody to ask permission from when he needed to go get fire for the snake bite either, though. Oh, well. All right, whatever means... Three dots. Monk means three dots. If a monk be there, means he becomes able to enter having asked parentheses for permission. End parentheses. If a monk be not there, means he does not become able to enter having asked parentheses for permission. End parentheses. I'm really glad that defining words, the art of defining words, has improved in the past 2,600 years. The wrong time means afternoon has passed until sunrise. All right. Should enter a village means if he passes beyond the enclosure of a village that is fenced in. Afternoon until sunrise. Right. Okay. So only between sunrise and noon is when they're allowed to enter a village. All right. Should enter a village means if he passes beyond the enclosure of a village that is fenced in, there is an offensive expiation. If he enters the precincts of a village that is not fenced in, there is an offense of expiation. Unless there is some kind of urgent thing to be done means setting to one side some kind of urgent thing to be done. <clears throat> if he thinks that it is the wrong time when it is the wrong time, parentheses and, close parentheses, not having asked, parentheses for permission, close parentheses, if a monk be there, enters a village... Unless there is some kind of urgent thing to be done, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether it is the wrong time, three dots, all that stuff. If he thinks that it is the right time when it is the wrong time, three dots, all that stuff, it is an offense of expiation. If he thinks that it is the wrong time when it is the right time, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is the right time, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is the right time when it is the right time, there's no offense. There is no offense if there is some kind of urgent thing to be done. If a monk be there, he enters having asked, parentheses, for permission, and parentheses. If no monk be there, he enters not having asked, parentheses, for permission, and parentheses. If he is going into a village, if he is going to the nuns' quarters, if he is going to the sleeping place, there's rules about going to the nuns' quarters, though. Um, right, you have to have a, 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 a man with you. You have to have a, a learned man. That's what it is. 
Um, anyway, if he is going to the sleeping place of adherence of other sects, that's S-E-C-T-S. If he is going on his way back, if the way is through a village, if there are accidents, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, the third, meaning the 85th. That was fun. Did you have fun? We're almost done with the rules of expiation. And we're like a third of the way, kind of between a third and a quarter of the way through the third of the six books of rules. And you know what happens when we finish the rules? We don't have to read the rules anymore. And we get to the teachings and discourses of Lord Buddha. The Buddhism of Buddhism. Instead of just the rules, which is what we're reading now. Because nobody ever does. Um, people just summarize them just as sort of a, a footnote. Yeah, there were rules. Eh, it's not important. Eh, skip all this. Let's get to the whatever. Fill in the blank. Mahayana Sutras, whatever. Dhammapada, the, uh, the good stuff. Get to the good stuff. But I'm weird. And uh, I think that, think that we ought to read it, right? Don't you? Of course you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be hearing my voice. Because I've been talking for a long time. Unless you skipped to the end of the video or the audio. In which case... If you noticed that I have replaced a small cow with a small goat, you have way too much time on your hands. No, you've got sharp eyes. Um, I looked, this, if you remember, there was, a, there was a time when the naughty monks that were the students of two other monks um, named two goats, uh, Daba the Malian and... Uh, Oh, the name of the nun that they wanted to frame. And then they, they, they said, we saw them fornicating. We saw Daba the Malian, and he was fornicating with so-and-so, that nun. And, uh, they, you know, then it came out that they had named two goats that so that they could be speaking the truth when they said that they saw that happening. And uh, so... To represent the monks that did that, I, I used this goat and a sheep. Sheeps are a little like goats, right? Just ask the Bible. Um, yeah, but on the other hand, there was a small cow that was representing the sixth of the six monks, the group of six monks, but I, I don't know where it is. Maybe it fell down somewhere. I'll find the cow. Don't worry about that. Instead, have a wonderful day or, or night. Have a wonderful week. And happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate. Right? Uh, here, check this out. It's, uh, it's Thanksgiving thing. Anyway, um, all right, I guess that's it. And uh, we will continue next time with Pakitia Part 86 in episode 142 of Edward Reeves Buddhist Books Podcast. Okay, guys. I will close with the usual prayer.
to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time. It's business. It's business time. I don't know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's